Hey, I'm back again with another episode of Lead Your Day with Marilyn. And we're in our special edition month where I'm showing off women in my world. Ordinary, everyday women who you'll find out when you chat to them are pretty extraordinary. Today I'm talking with Molly Stovold. Now Molly is a bit of an enigma in the online social media world. And at the peak of her corporate career as a growth hacker, she up and moved to Bali and started her own business helping others succeed. And and that's honestly her heart, to help those who usually haven't got a clue about social media. She helps show them off in the the absolute best possible way. So I'm excited to show her off to you today and jump into her world for a few minutes. Over to the show. Welcome to the show, Molly. Hi, so nice to be here. Now, tell us where you are in the world, who you are, and what what do you do for a living? So, I am in Bali at the moment. So, so grateful to be here. Um, I am a lead generation consultant. I work with coaches, startups, and geos to help them drive organic leads to their products and their services. Um, and yeah, I've been in Bali for about four to six months now. Uh, absolutely loving it. I'm really living the digital nomad dream right now, and I'm very, very happy to be doing so. Yeah. Now I know you, uh, and I'll share in a moment how I know you. But your accent is not Balinese. So where are you, where are you from? I'm English, and I grew up in Spain. So a bit of a mix there. But um, yeah, around Brighton area is where I say I'm from. But I'm definitely one of those people whose parents moved me around a lot, which uh, probably is why I ended up living the life I do now. Yeah. You're a real global citizen. It's probably yeah. why we connect. I love it. Now, I just want to share with the audience, Molly, we we haven't known each other very long. I was doing some contract work for another entrepreneur and Molly was working uh, in that same team and we really hit it off. And I loved, I just loved Molly's fresh output on you know and and view on life she was a breath of fresh air she she has a maturity beyond her her young years and so I just loved it because I mean she 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 showed up my age she knows so much about social media cutting edge stuff but what I love about it is she's so relationship oriented and when I shared my vision for leadership she was like oh this so lights me up so I thought Right, I'm going to have definitely have you on the on the show. So, Molly, let's start off with a with the hardest question I think of of all. I should put this one at the end, but I'll 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 go for it now. At the end of your life, what uh, what would I love to show off about you? What would you want the world to show off about you? What can we celebrate about you? I think kindness is is the root of everything. And it's funny, actually, when I was trying to decide on this question, my immediate thing was to go, okay, business, what are my accomplishments? What do I want to achieve business-wise, especially? And then I really sat with it and thought, no, actually, what I really want to be known for, not just in business, but throughout everything, every every aspect of my life is being kind and being humble and staying true to myself. And that is far more important to me than any business achievement that I might, you know, aim for or set as a goal. Yeah. I will gladly show off about you on that. 
<laughs> I love it. I, I love that phrase show off because it's so it so goes against yeah. the grain of what women are used to. But it's we, 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 we need to. We need to show each other off. We know I you know, I, I these qualities it's amazing that all my guests are saying things like that and it's values and it's um it's those deep things, those consciousness, that awakening, that 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 humanity that uh, keeps coming up, which is yay, it's excited. Yeah. So I love that I have these women in my world, and I'm so glad to show them off. So who do, do you want to show off about? What women in your life, Molly, have influenced you, mentored you, or maybe you have lacked mentors? I'm I'm not sure about this. We've not had this conversation before, so yeah. I'd love to hear. Um, who's influenced you? And it might even be people be dead or alive. I mean, I love Queen Elizabeth the First, and I've never met her. But <laughs> but who 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 has been that influence for you? And who would you like to show off about? Um, Queen Elizabeth the First is very <laughs> makes me laugh. Mine are a lot closer to home. Um, my mom is my mom is my mom is the most inspiring lady. She has always worked really hard she's always kept the home for us and she's always always made sure that we can feel that we can do anything we want in the world you know whether it's traveling whether it's staying home um you know in my life so yeah that's 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 her um so mommy if you're listening to this hello (laughs) she'll be very happy um and also I think that my main mentors I actually haven't had a, a coach or a mentor I've had really good managers you you obviously being one of them um and also <laughs> all of a few weeks who was <laughs> also Lynn who worked for us he was brilliant as well um well, in the same kind of environment in marketing um and yeah that that was that you both were really amazing you really showed me how to well you specifically for leadership I think that you really showed me how to really prioritize relationships and how to manage maybe you know all different types of relationships and how to deal best with the launch and situations like that could be very high stress. Um, So that was really good and really inspiring and really good lessons for me too, to just kind of keep my cool and focus on the goals. Um, And likewise with Lynn, she really taught me lots of things within marketing and strategy that I I hadn't known. So yeah, great. That's amazing. That's great. We want to hear more of that. So... (laughs) I'm interested to hear um, from your generation. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you there's been a lot of shift in the industry in terms of world thinking, uh, especially in the last few years. You know, gender bias, um, race bias, a lot of these issues have come up on the table. How have you found at your age? Um, your generation, how have things changed or have you seen a shift in perception of women or um, any prejudice against women? How have you seen it perhaps from your mum's generation to your generation, maybe in the workplace and also in the home? So I think in the workplace, I think that uh, I will never forget I got a job in a, in a startup um, when I first started working in marketing and some of my friends, men, good friends of mine who I love dearly, their first reaction was, well, of course you got the job because I, I was really punching it. I very much, you know, I really was lucky to get that job. Um, they said, well, of course you got the job. Look at you. And I said, well, what, do, what does that mean? You know, and I said, well, there wasn't any cameras. It, it was an audio interview, everything. It was during remote work and Corona. And I said, actually, it was, it was all completely over audio. 
And I think that that's kind of the one way that it goes. It's not just mm. people always think, okay, well, the men are taking all the jobs. And then when you actually do get a job as a woman, it's like, oh, well, of course you got it because you look a certain way. Or And, and so it's, I think it comes at you from so many different angles, this kind wow. of gender bias. And it's not just that, okay, men maybe get the better jobs and maybe more salary or whatever it may be. There's also this other aspect of things, I think, as a young woman that I've really experienced. Mm. And now I'm also kind of breaking out on my own. I work mainly with LinkedIn and I have a strategy that kind of encourages people to get on a one-on-one quick 15-minute call with me. And what I found, and this is completely gobsmacking that this is still happening, is that men will book a call with me, older men, um, and I will realize that they have absolutely no intention of working with me. They just kind of want to know who I am and speak to me for 15 minutes. And it's, it is, it's, I know, and at first I thought, okay, no, that surely can't be the case. Um, of course that can't be the case. And then, yeah, and then I've, I've kind of realized now that actually there are people out there doing that. And I was naive to think that, that, that just because I'm on a professional platform, LinkedIn, mm. that there wouldn't be those kind of people around looking to kind of take advantage of mm. that situation, that kind of marketing mm. sales strategy. So I think that was really gobsmacking. And the fact that that kind of thing is still happening and men think that it's okay to be doing things like that is really highlights that there is still so much broken. But what I do feel is that I, in my generation, university, what we, what we stood for, what we supported, what we worked towards, we really thought and we really believe in ourselves. We have just as much of a chance of getting where we decide to be in, in life as our male peers from, from our class. And that is something that I know for a fact my mom didn't feel. Um, and mm. many women within that kind of generation, just one generation above, kind of didn't didn't really feel. Yes. So for that, I'm really grateful. And I'm so grateful to be also in a situation kind of globally. I'm living in Bali and I can, you know, stop working for a company and set up on my own. And that in a, is complete privilege that I can decide to take the step to set my up my own business and be confident enough to know that I'm going to get clients mm. that is privilege and I'm grateful for that so that yes there is still this gender bias but I am still very much privileged in many other mm. areas yeah mm. do you but, see that m- mainly with an age thing do you with with men or do you think say you the younger generation of men that you, your peers may be at university are different in the way they look at look at women I think that I, I would I would I know definitely that all my peers and my social circle would never dream of re- getting in contact or saying yes to a discovery call with the sole purpose of kind of having a flirt with someone you know mm. I know that I know that but I can't obviously generalize and speak for everyone mm. but I do think it and from my personal experience it has been you know men who are 40 50 plus well, 50 plus, I'd say, to, on an average. And um, yeah, I think that I, I really don't think that the males in my social group or in my generation would think that that's an appropriate thing to do. Um, but yeah, it's, wow. it's a weird one. Yes, yes, yeah. it's true. I mean, girls, I'm all for aesthetics, but, you know, just looking at us as eye candy, is like, it's so demeaning, mm. isn't it? This year, the theme of International Women's Day is gender, let me get it right, gender equality today for a sustainable tomorrow, which sounds like someone from marketing wrote it, didn't it? (laughs) That phrase. What, um, you know, I'll go on further. The key mission this year is to advance gender equality in the time of climate 
climate crisis through women's leadership. Um, what what thoughts have you got on on perhaps International Women's Day and that theme? How do you see it in everyday language? I think that that's an amazing theme. I think that the male-dominating um, kind of way that men and their the way that they are built, really, and the way that society has built them. You know, this is not an attack on men. It is society has built men that dominate the scene, dominate business, but also dominate the planet. That's why capitalism is just taking over. You know, look at all the big companies. The way that they approach things is they want to own it, rule it, dominate the earth. And that mm. is, goes completely against what women and their mothering nature tend to do. Women, on the, in the contrary, they care. They prioritise relationships. Again, I'm generalising, but the yeah. whole way that society has created women is to be nurturers, to be caring, to be, yes, originally at home, but now that we're bringing that into business, now we're giving, you know, we've got the limelight, we can come in, we can... Mm get the jobs we can be leaders but we should be leaders and take control in a way that is womanly and nurturing and feminine so that we're not just being women leaders who are acting like men yes. we are being women leaders who are acting like women and in that sense being more sustainable being more nurturing being more understanding of not only the earth but of employees of the team and that I think that that is what how gender equality and how women becoming leaders can be so, so influential for sustainability. As long as we keep our womanly nature and kind of bring the feminine into business rather than trying to change ourselves to be the power, powerful kind of dominant men, there's another way to do things. And that is, I think, how we'll really become more sustainable in business and, mm. you know, help the planet. Yeah. Oh, Brilliantly said. Uh, you know, and I just think over the last say thirty years in um, in business myself, how the model has been very masculine for women. There hasn't been scope. Uh, that's changing. The world's waking up to it. And I I don't even like to almost say gender. It's more an awakened leadership that we need. Now I know you you're very passionate about that awakening and a high, high consciousness. Can I tease that out of you? What do you yeah. Think? Yeah. So I think that I'm really into kind of manifesting and being conscious and that comes into business as well. And it's something, it's really funny that you bring this up because it's something that I find myself putting like lowering. So in my professional environment, Ooh, I will bring yeah. that I will say, okay, yes, fine, you know, business Molly, I'm not the person who's in Bali doing Kirtan manifesting, Think, you know, getting in line, being in alignment so that my professional life is also in alignment is so important. And actually, when I am in alignment, when I am meditating, when I am making sure that I am a balanced human, my business is balanced, my life is balanced, every exterior thing around me is in alignment as well. And that is something that I definitely want to be going into. And it's so funny that you bring it up because having this kind of consciousness just in myself means that I tend to attract other people who have the same level of consciousness or are trying at least to yes. find mm -hmm. in their daily life. And I think that that means that the way that we deal with the world, you know, you said that on the team, I was very relationship oriented. That's because I, I really feel that relationships are the most important thing. And that comes from a place mm -hmm. of being really at peace and wanting to not really really not wanting to upset any other human or anything like that and I think that 
if the kind of world in general just took some more time for themselves to meditate, to refocus on themselves rather than striving to get more money, achieve more goals, really being the masculine, then they will, as a collective, we will become more conscious and therefore it'll be working towards, you know, that goal that you just said about sustainability. When you are more conscious as a human, the way that you interact with all living beings completely changes. And that is something that, well, for me is a priority and with other humans that I know prioritize it as well, both male and female. They live a much happier and like healthier life as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Isn't it interesting that we're seeing this playing out in the current war in uh, Europe? Mm. You know, the, the difference in leadership styles, primarily you could say is relationship. You can see the two... I think everyone knows what we're talking about. You know, you can see, yeah. and yes, you can you can get on your high horse and say, "Oh, it's just media," but mm, pictures pictures don't lie; well, they can lie. Mm-hmm. But um, we know enough people who live in that area to know that it's, you know, what we're seeing is an example of relationship leadership. It is, and I think I really think that it's it's a complete example of how the media, as you've said. Can, has so much power to completely construct an idea or a reality that just is is false. Um, you know, I'm in Bali, and in Bali there are a lot of Russian people here who come on holiday, and what they're going through right now, or, or they live here, or they moved here, is they're going through this whole deconstruction of what they believe to be real, because what they've experienced is this feeding of media and information that really tells them one story, and now they're coming to the realization, you know, because of the movement and because the ukraine are really showing what the 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 truth is being uncovered um and there's no denying what is what is true and what is not and now for some of the russians that i have in my network here they they really are coming to understand that what they believe to be true is completely false and the people that they were meant to trust were the ones that told them that 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 essentially something that's completely false Um, and i think that that in itself is just it's, it's, it's so devastating everything that's happening in the Ukraine, but it's also devastating that there's, there's this whole there's individuals all around the world who are just completely yes. beginning to understand that their whole lives they've been told something that's completely untrue and it's scary. You know, it's really scary to think that that is happening and that one person or one government body can have the power to completely create an identity and a belief system that is unfounded. Yeah. And that's my heart for more women in leadership. Women have that tendency to let's focus on waking up. Let's focus on self-awareness. Not all the time, but it, 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 I think it's a natural feminine trait that I, you know, I, I want more women in leadership so that we just be a different flavour of men. We, we need these qualities so, so much. Molly, I'd like to let's move away from the men, women uh, aspect and women, women. There's often, you know, we talk about comparison artists. We talk about the pecking order. It doesn't seem to, the men have this competition, but then, you know, they'll have a beer afterwards. Girls have this competition, you know, it's often competition versus true community versus collaboration. Why do we do this? And what's the solution, do you think? I think it comes from a scarcity mindset and I've definitely realized that I have been so blessed 
to be have women in my life like you and you immediately support me in everything and mm. I've got other women like that my best friend here in Bali is exactly the same um and then there's also the other side of things so I think that there's two types of women and sometimes you get lucky you have people in your bubble who really just cheerlead you on and are there supporting you don't view you as a competitor know that you know there's plenty to go around and more and hey the more women that are succeeding the better you know it's this real kind of bringing each other up five but then the backside of that there's also women and I think that this really from my personal experience is women who have from the generation where they're trying to act like a man and do business like a man and live in the masculine they have this like kind of competitive um way of doing things that really they, they feel that okay if I bring up this other woman if I publish her or if I share her post or whatever it may be that's taking away my clients so mm, I mustn't interact mm. with this person because they're going to be taking away my clients and why that that's a scarcity mindset why because not only will they, 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 that's only going to happen if your products and your services aren't as good as the persons who you're sharing so if that's the case the answer isn't to stop you know cheerleading on your sisters is to actually look at your own self and look at your own services and think okay well if they're getting all the clients, I my existing clients, then I really need to do something new. It's time for me to upgrade and time for me to, you know, start analyzing myself rather than, you know, putting putting that onto other people. And I don't know. I've I'm fortunately not not actually had someone take action to limit my success or take moves against me doing well. But I've heard that it happens a lot. I've really heard some gobsmacking stories, and I just think that. Well, really, women should be doing everything they can to be supporting one another, right? And bring each other up because together, like if we're working together, then it's so much more powerful. Yeah. So, and that's that's the sort of power we need. And I just really hope this show off thing becomes a movement. You know, let's show each other off. Like, show off. I want to show you off, and then you show off her. And it's just yeah. a it's a fun way of doing it. We touched on women in leadership. Uh, I know that's your passion. It's my passion. Um, but but leadership even sort of makes my skin, even that word sometimes makes my skin crawl because of the, the, the connotations around it. And I want to totally redefine it and uh, reimagine it. But there's actually no other word for it. There, it, it is just, it is a brilliant word. How, um, what, or what sort of leadership do you think we are missing from women or can you add to that conversation about women and leadership, perhaps what we haven't brought up so far? I think that if people were to define leadership in a few words, I think that the way that I would, I'd, I'd assume people would define it would be kind of like organization, um, inspiration, and just kind of having the skills to manage a big group of people like that. But I actually think that leadership should come, the things that define leadership shouldn't be something that a leader does like a skill or a type mm. it should be a value you know I think mm. that what creates leaders yes. should come from a place of values you know are they um, understanding are they kind of nurturing are they what you know all these kind of things are so important and there's just you know and I think that that is what's really missing a, a good leader has his values or her values aligned and they know what type of feeling they want to create in that team, not what mm, kind of goal love that, that team. Mm. 
Mm. So I think that's what, what should be aimed for is like, what feeling do you want to create amongst your team? Not just towards, you know, yourself as a leader, but also amongst the team themselves. You know, it's not just yeah. the story that they're telling about you. It's the story that they're telling amongst themselves about the business. Um, and just putting the focus back on the team and the, rather than on the leader. And I think that's the biggest shift is the leader is all, is the connotation around leadership is they are the center stage. You know, they're the leader. They're the person who's guiding us. And actually, that's not the way I think that the way it would work best is when everyone's, everyone understands that the leader is only the leader because he, they have this amazing support system and it's the support system that is pushing everything forward with the leader at the front rather than the leader kind of pulling everyone through yeah I think that that is the difference that needs to be made (laughs) yeah we touched on climate change and big things in the world how can speaking up change our world what would you speak up about if you could I think I would really speak up about how how women really just need to start supporting one another more and I think that that is the key key thing to all women there I just who are listening to this if you want to reach out to me and you've got something to share I will share it with my network Mm. in any way I can can to support and I think that that is something that I really want to sing out and just like show off is women supporting women that is the thing that I want to bring through I don't want to keep hearing stories about you know people feeling alone and I think that's the thing is lots of women really feel alone in this entrepreneurial journey or they feel that it's a competition or a race and it's not it really doesn't need to be and I want to be supporting of women I want to support women in every way I can in their entrepreneurial journey um, and just kind of create a sisterhood and that is something that I really want to kind of sing out and I think we should all kind of make the moves to stop making it about like men versus women but just mm. about just focus on yeah, each other just women yeah. we're in it together mm. like let's just focus on each other and block out the other noise and just do what we can to make sure that everyone in in our community is kind of bringing each other up yeah oh, molly you've been such a breath of fresh air i oh, love thanks. it and i have loved showing you off before we close is there anything else you'd like to share that's on your heart around this topic? Um, well, definitely just you. I think that when I when I met you, I really feel that you are so genuinely supporting of women, and you should be showing and you know celebrate yourself, show yourself off as well because you really, really are so inspiring. And yeah, thank you for bringing me here today. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you, Molly. My pleasure. Bye.